0: My name is Joshua Samuel, and I'm the evangelism leader here at Citywide Church. It's such an honor here to be here before you. Uh, you heard my wife earlier. She uh, was doing the giving talk. Uh, we we love Citywide. We call Citywide our home. We serve here. Um, I'm also a father. I have a daughter named Faith, and I find immense joy in being a dad as well. Um, I'm also an author. I wrote a book called... Um, the key to life if you want to purchase it you can go to amazon you can find it there i also run a ministry called herald the gospel uh, where we equip evangelism evangelists to preach the gospel and so all that to say at the end of the day i'm a son of jesus christ and it's such an honor to bring you god's word today and so i find my highest identity in being the son of jesus I want to honor our senior pastor, Pastor Lewis, Pastor Seni. Thank you so much for this opportunity and trusting me. And all the other pastors as well that make Citywide home for us. All the volunteers, all the staff. Thank you so much for all your efforts. This is home. This is family to us. And we're so glad that you serve and we get to serve God together in partnership. I want to honor all of you. There's many places you could have been. Many things you could be doing, but you're here to come to God and to hear his word and to worship him. I believe the Lord has a smile on his face, even as you are here in his house. Give yourself a round of applause. And for our first time visitors, thank you so much for walking here or watching online. Thank you for tuning in. We honor you as well. I want to talk to you if maybe you've never heard about this Jesus. You never know why we're, we're all, you know, excited about Jesus Christ. It's because Jesus is the author of life and he has so much in store for you. And I've, I've experienced and I've tasted the goodness of the Lord. And today I believe if you are watching or you're being here for the first time, you're going to taste and see how amazing this Jesus is. Maybe you walked away from God, you're living in a a lifestyle of sin and you don't know how to turn back to God and you find yourself here at church or watching online, I'm here to tell you, Jesus is here to welcome you back. Not to judge you, not to put you to shame, not to say I can't believe you did this and that, but welcome you with loving arms and to restore you. If you're here, you might have gone to church all your life, you might know the The Bible, you might even know scripture, you know, you've heard a lot about God from your parents or maybe your grandparents, but you know a lot about God, but don't know God. There's a difference. And today, there's an invitation for you and through the power of the Holy Spirit that you too will get a chance to not just know about this Jesus, but to know this Jesus. And so I'm excited because I believe the word of God brings transformation. I believe the word of God is life. When, when all the people were leaving Jesus, he turned and asked his disciples, are you going to go too? And Peter responds and he says, where can we go? You have the words to eternal life. So even as we hear the word of God today, I believe that Jesus has something for each of us. And his word will bring transformation in our lives. So I want to pray. Let's all close our eyes, bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us. Let your word bring transformation in our lives. Let it fall on good soil. You touch us and you speak to us in a new way, God. We need you more than ever. Speak to us, we ask you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So this past couple of weeks, we've been on a series called the Advent Series. And Pastor Lewis, he started off the series with the message titled Hope That Hits, which is focused on the centrality of the hope of Jesus in this season. And then Pastor Mary spoke on the peace that Jesus brings, again with the central message of peace that Jesus has to offer for us. Today I've titled the topic for you, Jesus Christ, the joy of the nations, with the focus on Jesus having joy for all of us, his people. I want us to turn our Bibles now to Luke chapter chapter 2, and I'm reading from verse 8 through to 12. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through to 12. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through to 12. Which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day. In the city of David a savior. Who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. That you will find a babe. Wrapped up in swaddling cloths. Lying in a manger. Today this is our core scripture. And I want to focus on the fact. That Jesus has joy for you. But I want to share a quick testimony of how I found joy these past few weeks. Many of you know that I'm, I'm an evangelist and I'm a missionary and I traveled back to my home country and I've been doing mission work. And we had a great gospel festival and it was, it was, it was challenging, it was fruitful, it had all, all the emotions. But right before I left to India, all of a sudden I had an unexpected knock on the door. And it was my apartment manager. And he knocked on the door and he said, Hey, um, there's an apartment that's opened up for you. And you guys can have a chance to maybe rent it out. I know there are many people waiting in line to get this apartment. But we want to give it to you. Little did he know, and if if you've visited my home, you've seen my home, You know, because my wife and I with the baby, you know, there's not a lot of room and we're trying to get rid of stuff. And there are more toys and more toys. And it's just been a challenging time squeezing it all in a one bedroom apartment. But the Lord had heard my prayer. And so I went, I saw this new apartment. It's two bedrooms. It's more than enough space. And so I was so, so, so happy that the Lord heard my prayer. And then I finally went and spoke to the manager. The manager said how much it would cost. And I said, let me pray about it. I, I went down, me and my wife, we prayed about it. Uh, we decided we couldn't afford the, the price that they were asking. And so I went and told the manager, hey, we can't give you that price, but we can. all we can do is this much. And he said, there's no way we can give you a two-bedroom for that much. I said, you know what, that's all we can do. So I went back and then I went on my mission trip. Finish, came back, you know, I was resting and whatnot. Again, there's an unexpected knock on the door. And this time I opened, it's the manager again. And he, he looks at me and he said, hey, we want to give you the apartment at the price that you asked for. And I said, wow. I was so happy in that moment. I was so happy. I walked in and it took me a little while. But then I was filled with joy. Because Jesus heard my prayer and he answered my prayer to meet the conditions that we could afford. That's the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is simply, wow, I got a new apartment. Joy is, wow, God heard my prayer, recognized my need and gave me that apartment. You see... The world can have happiness. Many things can, have, can make you happy. But only the Lord can give you true joy. Joy comes from the Lord. Can somebody shout amen? I want to encourage you to take notes. Point number one is simply this. Endure the night because joy comes in the morning. Enjoy the night, because joy comes in the morning. I don't know about you, but this Christmas season, this festive season, you know, I'm driving, I'm seeing all these houses with all these, you know, lights and whatnot. It, I can't help but it puts a smile on my face. And just to see, you know, different houses, creativity, delight, and all the festivities, you know, just all the decoration. It's just such a good time. You know, I enjoy this Christmas time. But while I enjoy this Christmas time, I recognize that many people might have a hard time celebrating this time. As a matter of fact, some people tend to find themselves extremely lonely in this time. There's a lot of depression and anxiety that comes with this time as well. And so it can be a burdensome time as well. But I'm here to encourage you today that we need to learn to endure the night we need to learn to endure in the midst of the not enough this is what psalms chapter 30 verse 5 the second half of that verse this is what it says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning you see in the context of the scripture that we just read the the nation of israel the jews They had been waiting for their Messiah. And between the Old Testament and the New Testament. There was a 400 year period. Where there was silence from God. The word of the Lord was absent until the angel appeared to Zechariah. There was a time of silence. And in that time of silence. We don't know. How the people of Israel and the nation of Israel might have felt. We recognize at the time. That they were being run by the Roman Empire. As a matter of fact the nation of Israel if you read the Bible. You see many times they were oppressed by another nation. And I I too can relate. I come from a country where we were oppressed by another nation as well. Many other countries in South America and the islands too. They've been oppressed by other nations. But the Jews must, must have felt oppressed waiting for this Messiah. Waiting for a savior to come and save them. But the truth of the matter is this. We all were waiting. The Jews were waiting. There was oppression. But we all are too being oppressed by spiritually something or the other. You might not have oppression from a physical source, but you might have oppression from a spiritual source. You see, spiritually, we're being oppressed in different ways. We might have lost our job. We might have to be, you might be going through a heartbreak. You might have lost a loved one. You might get an eviction, you might have gotten an eviction notice. You might have felt like you've not met your goals for the year. You might have felt like you're a failure. You might have feel like you're not a good enough father, mother, child, friend. You might have not done enough. And you feel oppressed. Not only oppressed by what, what's not enough. But you're oppressed because maybe you're a partaker of sin. And no matter how much you're trying to get out of the sin cycle. You feel like you're oppressed. And every time you're asking God for breakthrough. All you get is silence. We can relate to the nation of Israel. There was silence. The nation of Israel, they they expected their Messiah to come and save them. To set up his kingdom and reign and rule. But God had different plans. He knew that the solution that they needed was interior. It wasn't exterior. It wasn't exterior in the moment it was an interior salvation that the people needed not just the nation of Israel but all the other people as well even though there was silence God knew that the nation of Israel and the Gentiles would eventually need joy and a Messiah to save them from oppression of the enemy you see in Luke chapter 2 verse 8. We see something unique here. Where an angel appears to these shepherds. And this is what it says. Now they were in the same country shepherds living out in the field. Keeping watch over their flock by night. See it's very important for us to understand. That the angel did not appear during midday. The angel did not appear. In the evening, the angel strategically appeared in the middle of the night because the angel had a specific message for a specific audience at a specific time. You see, many of us, the season of the night is the darkest hour. Maybe you're sitting here or you're watching online and you feel like you're being oppressed and you're in the season of night. And all you know is silence from God. But God wants to speak to you in the night. And I want to encourage you and tell you that you need to endure the night because joy is coming in the morning. Endure the night because joy is coming in the morning. Now, I have two stories from the Bible that exemplify this idea of going through a season of the darkest night. You see, Abraham, the father of faith, he was a wealthy man. God met him, spoke to him, gave him a promise. But then in one verse, this is what God says to Abraham. He says, Abraham, I am your exceedingly great reward. I am your exceedingly great reward. And then Abraham goes on to say, but God, I don't have a kid. I don't have a son. I'm 80 plus years old. I don't have, I don't have a heir to my throne, heir to my lineage. And then we go on to see, many of you recognize, oh, you've heard of the term Jehovah Jireh, right? Raise your hand if you heard of the term Jehovah Jireh. We all know Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. But the first person this revelation was given to was this man named Abraham. Before Abraham ever had a revelation of Jehovah Jireh, God the provider, God spoke to Abraham and said, I am your exceedingly great reward. Before you want God to meet any of your needs... And any of your provisions to be met. You have to recognize that God and Jesus Christ is your first greatest reward. He is your greatest reward. You see in the story. Abraham gets a son eventually. He names him Isaac. And then the Lord speaks to Abraham. tells, Tells Abraham I want you to sacrifice your son. Kill him. And sacrifice him to me. Abraham obeys. He goes up the mount. He traveled three days with his son. And he's about to kill him. When God speaks to Abraham and tells him. Stop. Now Abraham I know you fear the Lord. And then he looks and he sees a ram. Stuck in a bush. And then Abraham says. This is Jehovah Jireh. The God of God. Who provides. Abraham had to go through a season of the darkest night. Get his promise. In order to get a revelation. That he. God is Jehovah Jireh. Over his life. Before he ever recognized God as Jehovah Jireh. Abraham recognized God as his exceedingly great reward. If he did not know that God was his exceedingly great reward, he would have never sacrificed or tried to sacrifice Isaac. Before you ever get your breakthrough, you need to recognize the source. You need to go to Jesus who is your great reward. And I want to encourage you today to endure the night. Endure the night because there is strength in endurance. You know, a sprinter cannot last a marathon because he's trained to sprint. The only thing that differs from a sprinter and someone who runs a marathon is endurance. And I feel like endurance is is a lost message. But I want to encourage you today. Endure the night because joy is coming. Joy is coming. Another story I want to quickly say is the story of a man named Gideon. Now Gideon was a man who was hiding for his life because another army, the Midianites, were oppressing the nation of Israel at that time. Now Gideon, an angel appears to him and calls him a great mighty man of valor. And Gideon says, where is the God who does the miracles? Where is the God? And then the angel says go in this might of yours and I will deliver the Israelites out of the hand of the Midianites. And so Gideon goes, he tests the Lord and after testing the Lord he goes and the spirit of the Lord comes upon him. And this is what it says in Judges chapter 7 verse 9. Judges chapter 7 verse 9. It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise and go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. By the night God says, Arise and go, because I have delivered the enemies to you. So Gideon takes his servant, and he goes to the camp of the enemies. And now he's listening to what the enemies are doing. So the enemies begin to talk, and one, one of them says, Hey, I had a dream. A, a loaf of barley rolled down into our camp and destroyed our camp and another of the enemy says I know what this means that loaf of barley is nothing but Gideon he's going to come down and defeat us and Gideon hears this in the middle of the night and so Gideon goes And he takes his army and he says, God has already given us victory. Let's go overtake them. And he goes and he overtakes the enemy. My dear brothers and sisters, you have no idea what God is doing behind the scene. When you are going through the darkest night. If only you could go to the enemy's camp. If only you can hear the devil and what the devil is saying. Oh my gosh. If only that person knew how God is going to use that person to deliver that, deliver that person out of that situation. He would be different. If only we can have a perspective of what the enemy has about you. You too will be able to endure the night and fight against the enemy. Can somebody shout amen? We got to endure the night because God is working in the silence. God is working in the night. But why did God stay silent all those years? Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 and 5. Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 and 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as son. It says in the word, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. Now there are many speculations on why God chose to send Jesus at this at a specific time that God did. One of the reasons was because the Roman Empire had such a great network of transport and roads were developed and whatnot. The gospel could be proclaimed to the the ends of the earth. There are other speculations of the, the state of sin in the world at that time. All we know is when we go to heaven we can unfully understand why God sent Jesus at the time that he did. But we... Get to benefit from the, from the decision that God made because the blessing of the God is, is not just for the nation of Israel at that time. But it was to bless us generations and generations, 2,000 years after Jesus. Today we are hearing the message of Jesus Christ and it's blessing us. In the same way, I'm here to tell you, you might have to endure the night because there is a generational blessing that is coming for you. And all you got to do is endure just a little while longer because guess what? The season of the night is only for a time frame. It won't last forever. I want to speak hope to you and tell you the season of the night is not going to last forever. And if you endure the season of the night, there is joy that is for you that will transform your lives. Can somebody shout amen? As a matter of fact, Jesus himself had to endure the night. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, this is what it says. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus himself had to endure the cross. Because of the joy that was set before him. Joy to be reunited with God but joy also to have us be reunited with God. If you're writing notes, write this down. Let's look at the night as a time of the not yet, rather than the not enough. Let's look at the night as a time of the not yet, rather than the not enough. You see, in this Christmas festive season, you might start comparing yourself, and you might recognize, oh boy, I don't have enough. And you might start thinking, I I don't have the right, you know, I should have had a better job. I should have had a better car, better house, better this, better that. I don't have enough. All you can be saying, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I want you to change that perspective and recognize, wait a minute. I'm in the season of a night. And I'm going to say, it's a season of not yet. It's not yet a time for promotion. It's not yet a time for the house. When God thinks it's time, I will receive the blessing. It's a time of a not yet rather than not enough. A not enough mentality will bring you to defeat. A not yet mentality will always point you to victory. As a matter of fact, it will enforce you to get the breakthrough because you know it's coming. Point number two is this. Joy comes to those who are watching and serving. Joy comes to those who are watching and serving. Luke chapter 2 verse 8 says, Now they were in the same country, these shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. You see, when the, when the angel appeared, it doesn't say in the word of God, that the angels were sleeping. It's, I mean, the, the shepherds were sleeping. It, it says that these shepherds were keeping watch in the middle of the night. I want to encourage somebody today. Don't grow weary in doing good. Even when nobody else sees, God sees. And when you keep watch, joy is a reward for you as well. Because they were keeping watch, the messenger came to them with joyful news. Another story is the wise men. My wife mentioned it in Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who is born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Guess what these wise men were doing? They were watching. They were seeing, they were waiting for the star. And when they saw the star, the news of joy came to them too. So they came to the Messiah and worshipped the Messiah. Not only was it the wise men, there was another man named Simeon. In Luke chapter 2 verse 25 and 26. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was a just and devout man. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. You see, this man Simeon, he was watching and waiting, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him. The Holy Spirit spoke to him because he was waiting in anticipation for the consolation of Israel with this, which is nothing but Jesus Christ later on when Jesus was being dedicated Simeon actually gets a chance to see the Lord Jesus Christ and he says today i have seen your salvation and then there's another lady named Anna in that same chapter Luke chapter 2 verse 37 and this woman was a widow about 84 years old, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. This woman was serving and waiting and God gave her the joy to see Jesus as well. She too, when Jesus was being dedicated as a boy, she got a chance to see Jesus as well. Joy comes to those who are waiting, watching, serving. You see my dear brothers and sisters. The shepherds were a specific audience that the angel appeared to. What you may or may not understand is. The shepherds at the time were a lower caste. They weren't regarded as the most esteemed in society at the time. They were, comp- they were considered the outcast. And they, they lived out, even outside The city at times. And God decided to send joy. And the message of joy. To these shepherds. Who were lowly. And outcast. You might be listening. And you might know exactly where you are. In life. Where you are financially. Where you are in terms of your family. Where you are in terms of your career. Where you are in terms of your things you follow, but you might have no clue about where you are spiritually. Spiritually, you too might find yourself in a lower place. But let me tell you, there's no such thing as low caste in God's eyes. God looks at you today and he wants to bring the joy and the message of joy that the shepherds got to you as well. You might be sitting here thinking, I'm a sinner, I'm so I'm a lowly person, I don't deserve nothing. But I'm here to tell you the message of joy is for you too today. The message of joy is to restore you into becoming the fullness that Jesus has for you. Joy is given for those who are watching and serving. Now you might look at, look at yourself and say, well, I don't really serve a lot. But if you find yourself today in church, you have paid attention enough to hear the message. If somebody invited you and you responded, you have been watching. Something on the inside of you saying, I need more. There's more to life than just this There's more to life than the cycle of sin that I've been struggling with. And there's joy for you too, because by God's grace, he wants to give you this message of joy. The last point, and this point number three is this. Jesus Christ is the joy of the nations. Jesus Christ is the joy of the nations. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 through 12 says this. Then, they, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped up in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. You see, my dear brothers and sisters, when the angel gave the news to the shepherds, The way he introduced this message is good tidings of great joy. Jesus is not just joy. Jesus is great joy. Jesus is not just joy. Jesus is great joy. Why is Jesus great joy? Jesus is great joy because only he has the ability to transform your life. And the ability that Jesus has and what he can do in your life is nothing compared to anything that the world can offer. So even though the world can offer you some joy, Jesus can offer you great joy because there's something profound about the author and the creator of the world who formed you in your mother's womb, who knew you before you were born, who had already destined you for greatness. He is the one who can give you Great joy and not just joy. Jesus is great joy. Jesus is great joy. Jesus is great joy. He's not just great joy, but He's great joy to all people. Man. We are different shades of skin color here. Different cultures, different backgrounds. Different people. Different nations. The same Jesus we worship here is the same Jesus Jesus who's being worshipped in the eastern side of the world. He's the great joy not just for us, but he's the great joy for all mankind. He's even great joy for those who haven't even heard that he is great joy. He is great joy to all people. And one day every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation will confess that Jesus is Lord. Because Jesus is not just the Jesus of the Western world. I'm coming to you from the Eastern world. And I'm telling you, the Jesus is the same Jesus in the Eastern world as well. And he brings great joy for all people. Can somebody shout amen? He's great joy for so many of us. We can be biased towards certain kind of people. But God was never biased when he sent Jesus. He said everyone deserves it. Jesus is for everyone. He's the joy of the nations. I just want to say that. He's the joy of the nations. Man, I've traveled the nations. And I've seen how he is the joy of the nations for you if only we can understand what this Jesus has for us and the joy that he can give us we will be able to endure the night we will be able to endure the silence because Jesus is great joy no government no kingdom one who conquered death because he rose you and I too will rise Jesus is the great joy to the nations you see in that verse that we just read it says that Jesus was born in the city of David Christ was born in the city of David. Now the city of David is Jerusalem. But six miles away from Jerusalem is Bethlehem. As a matter of fact, there's a prophecy in Micah chapter 5 verse 2 that says, But you Bethlehem, Erpatah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me the one who will be the ruler over Israel. Whose origins are of old. From ancient times. Did you know. That if a religion is built. On prophecies. And if the prophecies are not fulfilled. The religion can crumble. But in the Bible. There are approximately 456 prophecies. About Jesus the Messiah. And when he came. 2,000 years ago, and through his life and death on the cross, he fulfilled at least 300 prophecies. And he will fulfill every prophecy when he comes again. When the angels appeared, they gave a message of fulfillment of the prophecy that they were waiting for. Many of you might have prophecies that God has given you. You're waiting for. God wants to fulfill every single prophecy that he has for you. If only we'd learn to endure. We learn to find joy in the not yet rather than the not enough. It's really interesting that the angel did not reveal the name Jesus to the shepherds. The angel only told him Christ the Lord is born. Did you know Christ means Messiah which is a title given to Jesus. It's not his last name. It's the title of Messiah that's given to Jesus. So the angel was telling the shepherds, Your Messiah is being born. Your Messiah is being born in the city of David. And immediately there's thousands of angels in front of these shepherds. They're all worshiping and praising God. The shepherds get ready. They go to see this. They find a manger. They see Jesus. And this is what happens next. Luke chapter 2 verse 17 and 18. Luke chapter 2 verse 17 and 18. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherd. You see, my dear brothers and sisters, after these shepherds got the message, they go and they worship the king, but they don't keep it to themselves. Because guess what? When you are joyful, when God gives you joy, you can't contain it. You got to go tell it to everybody. You got to tell it to everybody. Because joy isn't just to hold. Joy is to be told. Joy isn't just to hold, joy is to be told. This Christmas season I'm here to tell you, Christmas is not just about you, it's about people encountering the Jesus that you encounter. So it's time for us as a church, as a body, to take this joyful message and tell it to people, invite them to church. There is a great opportunity Maybe you don't know how to present Jesus. That's a great opportunity. This season of Christmas, you can actually call people because their hearts are softened and they're open to hear the message. If the shepherds knew that they can't keep it, we too shouldn't keep it. We should give it away so that others can encounter the same Jesus. Because guess what? Jesus is great joy, not just for the church clique, but for every single person. Your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, your extended family. It's for everybody. What are you going to do with this message? Carl Henry says this. The gospel is only good news if it, get, if it gets there in time. How will they know? If 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 you're not sent, how will they hear without a messenger? It's time for us to share this joy and give it away. I want all of you to stand to your feet as I close out this time. Jesus is the joy of the nations. so much joy that Jesus has for you that the world cannot give you you might have tried the drugs you might have tried the sex you might have tried the relationships you might have tried the careers you might have tried the money and come to the same conclusion that there's no joy that the world can offer you not like the joy that Jesus has today you're listening to this either online or in in the building here Jesus has joy for you just like when I got that apartment I wasn't super excited because I got the apartment I was joyful because God heard my prayer and there's a heavenly father who can do the same thing for you there's a heavenly father who will never leave you nor forsake you his joy is available for you too I want to talk to you if you've never encountered Jesus and surrendered your life to Jesus or you're walking in sin and you're struggling to surrender everything to Jesus now is the time all you got to do is repent repent means turning from your sinful ways and turning to Jesus and what he offers for you you, will change your life forever. If that is you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Boldly. I see you. I see you. I see you. Keep your hands raised. I see you. I see you, sir. I see you. I see you. I see you. There's joy for you in the season. I see you, sir. I see you. There's joy. There's joy. If you're online, I want you to put it in the comment section. I want to surrender everything. If you just raised your hand with your hands raised, I want you to make your way forward. We want to pray for you and bless you. Let's get some prayer altar workers to pray for them. Come on. Come on forward. It's okay. It's all right. Come on, sir. I see you. Come on. Come on, sir. It's okay. We just want to bless you. We want to pray for you. I believe this is a holy moment. I see you, sir. Come on. Let's give a round of applause. Hallelujah. Come on forward. Come on forward. Come on forward. Come on forward. forward. Let's make room. Let's make room. There are more people coming. And altar workers, I want to encourage you to lead them in a prayer of salvation. Lead them in a prayer of repentance and surrender to the Lord. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, altar workers. There's one more there. Come on. Come on, sir. Come, 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 come. Hallelujah. And for the rest of us, I believe that the Lord by His Spirit wants to give us grace to endure the night. Wants to give you joy and restore the joy of your salvation. So I want all of you, the rest of us, to close our eyes right now. Close our eyes right now. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lord, we recognize that you have joy unspeakable for us. Lord, would you restore the joy of our salvation? Jesus, this season of Christmas, be new in my heart. Give me fresh joy. You see my pain, you see my struggles. Give me strength to endure. Give me joy that is in you. You, Jesus, are my exceedingly great reward. I recognize that you are more than enough. And I come to you, the provider, not for provision, but for you. And I know you will provide because you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. So, Lord, I need your joy today. Restore joy. Restore joy in hearts right now, Holy Spirit. Give us strength to endure. Give us strength to see what you have for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for touching us and speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, I pray.